filter. I'll bet you. Is it going to last a year? <laughs> a year? <laughs> it's not going to last a month. <laughs> That's so funny. I might be proven no wrong. I mean, he might he might ride this tide a little bit, you know. Stealthy Boy's been quiet, you know. Seen, I've been uh, checking in on CNN. They've been, I don't know, kind of weird. They're really I honing in on the Ukraine thing. I think this was a big cover for media to kind of, I don't know. Like, Regain some trust. Yeah, some credibility. I don't know. It's really weird yeah. to watch, but they're really, like, um, they're anchoring on, like, the Anderson Coopers, you know. And, like, uh, it, it's pretty interesting to watch in real time for me. Only because, dude, I, I have to be honest, I kind of shut off the CNNs of the world for a hard minute. And then um, when we kind of when we kicked into the cast, uh, you know, it was that first month or so when we were really kind of just playing around with it. I kind of realized like, oh, you know, I've uh, kind of funneled myself informationally. I kind of really was kind of uh, into a corner you know, and kind of focusing yeah. on right-wing stuff. And really, I mean, if you want to have a really good view of what's going on, you know, you should really kind of be consuming uh, both sides or whatever, you know. And so yeah, I kind of started dipping back into the world of, you know, ABC, NBC News, and the CNN. And, you know, it's almost kind of where I get my comedy relief now, man, because they're so, like, <laughs> melodramatic and crazy and... You know, it's interesting to kind of, uh, there are two realities or multiple realities going on, and there's that universe of the news media and the mainstream media and all that, and then, you know, I think a lot of people have tuned it out, you know, and they're kind of... still a big chunk. Yeah, well, you and I see it, we're we're involved in it, you know, I mean, we love following it, and it's kind of why we're always talking about this stuff, but the evolution of the news media, the, the Brian Stelter regime, man, they, they've kind of dissolved in a weird way. Um, it's like they have no mojo. Yeah. You know, that's a, yeah, they lost it for sure. It's, it's funny to watch. And I, I don't know. Um, have you followed at all? Uh, Peter Ducey? Yeah, he's kind of, he's pretty funny. He's he, pretty funny. He's been questioning, um, Jen <clears throat> Pasaki. Uh, <laughs> I like to imagine those two like afterwards just go into a closet and just ra- you know just bang it out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, you actually, I think you've you're onto something that I didn't even Cause, think about. Because the way they like the way they go at each other, and they, right. there's always that it's look a in the eyes. Sexual tension going on. There's there. always that look in the eyes where it's like, oh, why'd you ask me that? I'm give it to you <laughs> you're right i can see something coming out later yeah. on the line yeah well yeah uh, we, we spent the last hour kind of really kind of going through the the ukraine stuff and uh i don't want to go down the ukraine road too much at all no, anymore right. but i i did want to just kind of play this deucey clip for you i think i felt like you would really enjoy it's this. a deucey it's a do- <laughs> hey Um, this is Ducey questioning the Biden narrative on why gas prices are so low. And, uh, I just really, I have to say that I I think this is, he frames it perfectly. President's statement blames the Putin price hike. Are you guys just going to start blaming Putin 
for everything until <laughs> Well, we've seen the price of gas go up at least 75 cents since President Putin lined up troops on the border of Ukraine. And, and yeah, but it's gone up $1.75 since Biden took presidency. <laughs> <laughs> right before we got cut off, we were totally talking... Uh, that they, they just tried to really time this out in a really funny way, and you can kind of see it now. The way he said that, like, yeah, the way he ended it was like, are you, like, not only are you just blaming Putin, but are you going to blame him until the midterms? Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> literally called him out, like, is this your strategy for the midterms? Hey, are we going to do this all the way to November? Because it's going to be a long year. Oh it didn't mention the Putin price hike. It mentioned inflation because of the pandemic. Why is that? Well, Peter, last year, last two years, there was a yeah. pan global pandemic. You could just hear how annoyed she is, like, that she has she's to deal like, how with did you? Yeah. Oh, she's going to fucking take it out on him later. Oh, dude. <laughs> pandemic. She's going to fuck him Amazon style, man. Whose uh, global economists have all agreed that that has been the biggest contributor to date of inflation the fuck did I say because about of the impact Putin? on the supply chain. <laughs> Obviously, global events impact the economy, the global economy, as well as global inflation. And the uh, price and, uh, hike now, as Peter, a result you're gonna get the that has ex tonight. escalated over the course of time of President Putin's further invasion of uh, the impact on the global oil markets are, of course, having an impact. Yeah. So up until so all this inflation until two weeks ago was COVID, and then that day it switched to Putin. It's amazing how we, she, we, <laughs> we almost had it under control. Like literally the day we were about to fix it from COVID, Putin took me crazy. I don't know. It was terrible. <laughs> terrible timing. Terrible timing. We almost had it under control. Yeah, almost. Almost. Uh, it wasn't they, for Putin. <laughs> you see, they sent the camel over there this weekend or the last uh, this week. Yeah, wait, I thought you, why don't you send Lindsey Graham so he could take out Putin? I mean, come on, guys. Don't send the camel. Oh, all, you got to send Lindsey. He's strapped. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. <laughs> Sacrifice yourself, man. Come on. He's a real man like Lindsey Graham. The assassin. The, <laughs> the graham assassin. <laughs> He's the ass-assin, actually. I don't know if you know this about him. Yeah, they sent her to Poland. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really want to talk about Ukraine too much, but that was unbelievable. I didn't want to talk about Ukraine. I just wanted to talk about the camel, Mike, and this one's for you. It is, is that they constantly question the qualifications of... By the way, you sent me this clip. Uh, this is from Fox News, okay? And um, okay. have you noticed that Fox News, or at least their app, they do this with their clips. They add this, like, kind of background music. Have you been... Uh, yeah, just so you don't put it on your podcast. <laughs> I did. I took it. It's on my podcast. Yeah, they, don't you to, they don't want you to steal their clip. No, I I could have found... I've done it before and found the original, but I just kind of liked, uh, with the view, I liked the ominous, like, kind of evil yeah, it does sound. Make oh, it, man. No, it's yeah. really... It's dark. It gets darker, too, so credit to fox news black women and that's why people are saying that she's unprepared and oh i disagree i think she's you can disagree but that's woman. the truth of it and so this is based in racism this is based in misogyny and we're talking about a woman that has extensive experience extensive mike kamala yeah, yeah all the experience. experience so experienced man you know how many dicks she had to suck to get oh right my here? god <laughs> That's, not, that's experience. I know at least Montel Williams for, for sure. 
Well, that was just the first one for <laughs> um, a broad, extensive experience as an attorney, expensive, extensive experience as, a, as a, the chief legal officer of, of our, one of our largest states. And they can't say she has no experience. They look, I know. It's unbelievable. Country. And I, I think I this, love the music. The so good. This is just much ado about nothing. I mean, we didn't talk about Vice President Pence's. Uh, the right didn't talk about his handling of the COVID ep- epidemic, which I. What? What are they talking about? Whoa. Like Mike what? Pence's handling of the COVID epidemic? How did, what does that have anything to do with what you're talking about? It's so funny, man. Yeah, this, I'm going to tell you at the end why this clip is so good. It, it, it tickles me, Mike. It really does. Epidemic, yeah. which I think led to, you know, thousands and thousands of deaths. And what we, what they're talking about is, is, is her laugh. She was there. Um, at- they're talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> an emissary really and she wanted to reassure the nato allies that uh that as russia steps up its attacks on ukraine that the united states was going to be supportive in fact she's in i think bulgaria right now she is prepared she is seasoned um god help the bulgarians she she gets wonderful marks across the board but this is just something that i think happens to women and especially black women and yeah especially black women okay here's why that video is so good right yeah, <clears throat> because the number one complaint we have about the camel is that she's like she's really not like an articulate, well-spoken, you know, or she she doesn't. She's a think bad what politician. She's, about to say. Bad she's politician. a terrible spokesperson. Yeah, bad, bad politician. politician, right? She's got this laugh. She's not likable, right? And you're telling me that that's because I think that because she's a black female. But the reason your argument is falling apart is because you are saying it as a you're a black female. And I do not have any of those things to say about you because you're a very well-spoken, <laughs> very well-put-together individual right. who's articulating a very good point. So I can't say it about you, even though you are a black woman. So I'm not saying this about her because she's a black woman. It's just because she really is those things. You know what I mean? <laughs> she's terribly unqualified. She's like, if, it was just ra- <laughs> if it was just racism, I'd be saying that about you too, lady. But I can't, you know? Yeah. She's uh, Kamala Harris is a terrible politician, man, and she's very unlikable. Like she, <laughs> and you want to talk about Mike Pence getting a fair shake for four years? All you talked about was how he called his wife mother. Yeah, which hey, uh, kind of weird. So Actually, weird. Really it's fucking weird. weird. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Get talked about so enough. Is, <laughs> okay, but so is a politician laughing. When you're talking about a war in Ukraine, you know, like <laughs> what the camel's doing is weird. So people are talking about it. What Mike Pence did was fucking weird when he called his wife mother and wouldn't be in a room alone without it's his wife. With really his weird. Boy. You know what I mean? It's fucking weird. So that's why people talked about it. You can't tell me Mike Mike Pence got a more fair shake than the camel. Dude, nobody has had it easier than the camel. And that's why it's so funny that she fucked it up. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. The, don't tell me it's racism. Don't tell me it's racism when you do it to the camel, but Mike Pence, you can do it all day. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I really, I mean, the weirdest part is that they brought the Mike Pence into it. Like, how how does Mike Pence relate to, do you know what I'm saying? And his handling of COVID? If I literally search 
the critiques of Mike Pence during COVID, my computer will blow up from all the search results. <laughs> you guys did nothing but critique Mike Pence and Donald Trump for how they came to COVID. You were mad that they shut off transportation to China, and then you were mad four months later that they didn't do enough to cut off people from China. You know what I mean? You, you were mad that they didn't want people to wear masks, then you were mad that the people were wearing masks. It, it, come on. You didn't want people to take the vaccine, and then you did want the people to take the vaccine. You Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here with that. You're talking about his handling of the COVID. We're talking about the camel right now. All right? Yeah. She's a, she's a terrible politician. She's such a bad politician. She had to drop out of the president's, the run, her run for presidency. Because she, was, she got no votes in her own state. Yep. You know? She's terrible. That's how unlikable she is. Yeah. And now they're at a point where they don't know who to run going forward. And at that point, you need to fucking take a look in the mirror. That's what we're trying to say. It's not that we're racist. It's that you guys are putting up bad politicians. Right? <laughs> Don't tell me we're racist. We voted for Barack Obama. Right. He was black. He was fucking black. <laughs> and we voted for him. Because he was a good politician. I'm from Illinois. I liked what he did in Illinois. You know, I, I thought he was a good politician. And he was very well spoken. Yeah. Yeah, that's and uh, and he won two terms. Two terms, <laughs> and uh, he was very actually, dude. He wasn't experienced at all. He won just on no, his and charisma, even, and you know, I, they weren't even contested elections. Like they weren't even close. You know, like the guy was just a good. Yeah, you're right. He was very charismatic. He was young. He was healthy. He, you know, he, he just he had a way of just commanding the attention of the room. He was just kind of like a good politician. And, um, yeah. you know, what's so nonsensical about what these ladies are saying is <laughs> they're making excuses for why she's a bad politician. You know? Was anybody yeah. saying any of this about Barack Obama? No. The man achieved greatness. Literally the because greatest... You, you, couldn't, you <laughs> couldn't say that about him because he was a great speaker you know he was also i mean there's a lot of and he was very educated like he is a very educated he's really smart yeah when the camel talks there's stars in the space and there's a lot of them (laughs) (laughs) all right lady what are you talking to (laughs) did you you hit your head and i mean what's going on dude uh she's kind of nonsensical Especially lately, have you heard her lately? Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I don't know what's worse, her or uh, Biden. <laughs> no, uh, Biden's got the dementia thing going, so you can kind of tell of what's happening there. But uh, <laughs> Kamala's got the thing where <clears throat> she's like acts like she's talking. <laughs> Off, you know, shooting from the hip, kind of, but then like, <laughs> but she's terrible at it. <laughs> but it's just really awkward, you know, and incriminating almost. I don't know. <laughs> she, I, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of criticism of her. I have yet to see one that had anything to do with race or sex. That's did, my point. Did you see the video you know? clip of her? She was making the speech in Poland, and she, 
said east flank then north flank or yeah. whatever and she she had to look at her notes she didn't even know where she was like <laughs> that's bad dude that's really bad yeah, she's and not good and look when state media owns what we're seeing and we're still seeing that kind of stuff you know there uh, my point is we're seeing some bad we're not seeing the worst and so she must be just really horrible on so many levels, on a political standpoint, they're yeah, hiding it. That, even that video that she released with the kids that she paid. Do you remember that? that man, that they was... buried that so fast. <sighs> oh, man. Crazy. That was weird, man. That was fucking weird. That, how unlikable are you when you can't even pay kids to like You know how easy it is to, to get kids to like you? You literally, if it's a boy, you just pick them up and throw them. they'll love you forever (laughs) and if it's a girl you pretend like an animal is talking to her (laughs) i'm thinking about like little kids (laughs) or if you drove by and you sniff their hair that's what you (laughs) oh that's always the go-to move yeah i i sniff the hair uh, pat him on the butt (laughs) (laughs) dude the midterms are this fall and isn't it funny that yeah. you can, we've been following a lot of the news media and stuff. They're really not talking about it. Do you notice that? It's kind of a, it's it Ukraine, no, Ukraine, I, Ukraine. It, and the conversations they're having are really, nobody really, yeah, they're weird. They're not like really trying to promote any candidates. Dude, it's political season, man. It's midterm season. Yeah. It's freaking, we're, we're heading into April over here. Like, you know? We should be talking midterms. Uh, nobody's talking midterms. Nobody wants maybe they're to. Just not, maybe nobody's spending the money on commercials because they know it's a waste of, you know. Do you think that <laughs> both sides, even even the Republicans, are like, we got it? You know, they're like, we're not even going to try. We're not, uh, let's save it for 2024. Already ordering their desks for the office. <laughs> <laughs> kind of feels that way, doesn't it? There's nothing going uh, yeah. on. Zero talk, and I feel no, like I don't think it really picks up till the summertime. For the mid midterms, aren't usually a big deal. I mean, well, I think this year they're a big deal. Unless right you're now. on the losing side, yeah. You know, like th- this year it'll be a big deal for the right, but not the left. That's why the left is just gonna get dumped, like destroyed. Like, look, Colorado, purple state, they're putting zero effort into anything. Uh, I think they know how bad their policies look, and they were detrimental financially around here, you know. Uh, oh, that's the saddest part, man. The people are hurting the most. Yeah. The working, cl- the working class, dude. Yep. Yeah. That's, who's, that's who suffers. And, by the way, that's who the votes. <laughs> so, yeah. People vote, man. They really do. They And they vote with their wallets, and, and they, you know. The, they vote with their feet, you know, and they'll either if they'll, they'll leave if they can't change with the vote, you know, and uh, <laughs> you know I gotta say, man, I really think you know I was listening to the the Bill Maher uh, thing with, with Ben Shapiro and <clears throat> dude when he brought up January sixth, he brought it up a few times, right? Yeah, he did. He definitely and did. like he kept saying like the thing he was saying was like you know he'll never vote for Republican because they tried to steal the vote, right? And I was, I really thought like the way, like listening to him say it, cause then the rest of the conversation, dude, he's so smart. 
like he's such a smart guy he knows so much about politics and everything and like he i really realized the right just needs to accept that the left that there's people that were hurt by january 6th i like i, I think it's kind of like have you have you ever walked out the door and said something to your girlfriend or your wife or whatever and you like you, you didn't think it was bad like you didn't even mean anything bad right but then she like sat there thinking about it all day that you come home from work and she's fucking pissed off about this one thing you said <laughs> right. you know yeah and it was just taken out of line uh, it was just taken kind of out of context and yeah. stuff you know it's like you got to at least validate their feelings hmm so <laughs> that, yeah, do that I was the message. It, do, do I think it, do I think January sixth was was the worst thing since Pearl Harbor? No, you know, not even close. I don't even think it was. Like, I don't even think it could be compared to any single day of the summer of riots, you know. But I think we have to. I think the right, especially, has to just acknowledge. Okay, these are valid feelings. You guys were scared that democracy was on the brink. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that that doesn't happen. And we will, you know, put forth an effort to, to, to make sure that, you know, our candidates from here on out are, are going to follow the results of the election, even though they did, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. It's kind of stupid, but you know, you, sometimes, you know, you just kind of got to like apologize to your girlfriend and like, right. you know, I'm yeah. really sorry you felt hurt, you know? I, I meant yeah. your ass looked big in that dress in a good way, but, you know, I'm sorry. Like, you know, I... Well, uh, when it comes to Bill Maher and the left's take, I actually have a really hard time of understanding their obsession with Jan 6th, other than the fact that maybe they were still latched into that COVID teat, and so uh, whatever they suckled through, uh, they were still believing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not discrediting uh, the events as, of what As stupid you know? as we think it is, as stupid as we think it is, they really believe that Donald Trump was inches away from stealing the election. That's so right? crazy. That's it's, just such a... I, I, know, I know it's crazy, but they believe that's It's like true. their QAnon. For sure, but you know. they believe that's true, and they believe if he gets elected again, they really believe that that's it. The Republicans have done all they can now that he's going to get elected again, and now they're going to be able to steal the election. I'm not <laughs> saying it's real. I don't believe it's real, but they do. And what the Republicans, if they were smart, would do is just acknowledge that that's the way they feel, right? Right. Fine. Don't run Donald Trump, <clears throat> you know? And, and and just, I don't know. It's a weird mentality, though. I mean, <laughs> so essentially then the thesis or the, the concept behind Jan 6th in a whole, if we were to encapsulate, encapsulate both sides, is both sides essentially are accusing the other of wanting to steal the election. Right. We live in stupid the, town, it, man. It, it, <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing, right? And that's why. And that's why. Here's the thing. Like, when you ever, you know, when you're in an argument that where there is no out, you just kind of agree, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. I think that I really think the right should just be like, you know what? I, I agree. Take the higher. I agree. <clears throat> you know. You know. I agree. 
voter ID is 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 racist and sexist and misogynistic. And sure. you know what? To be honest with you, if we, you know, I was thinking about it long and hard. I think there should definitely be vote. You should definitely have to show an ID before you vote. But but if we got rid of it, I don't really think that would cause that much of a massive fraud. You probably get a little bit, but I don't think it'll really be that much. So fuck it, fuck it. Just concede on that point. And you know what? We're not even gonna go for it. What's your next complaint? And if you just kind of if you if you just kind of go down that line, down the list, you go down the line. Well, it's this, never ending with the left, Mike. This this transgender book can't be allowed in the in the library. All right, all right, fine. You know what? We're gonna let that book in the library. Fine. Next, next. What's next? And then eventually, you know, you, you just get to this point where you're like, I think that's the you Republicans. Because then you end do. up with a clown show, dude. Because then your your army is a bunch of dudes who think they're chicks, and it's you you have a. I think yeah, the problem I, is. I think the problem is, it, uh, the right has not fought back enough. And look, you and I are kind no, of, but they're not fighting back on the right issues. You know what? I'm, that's my whole point. Is, I, I, I agree. Don't, I, I don't think vote. Yes. I don't think voter ID law is a topic to fight for. I, I was joking about the trans book. I think the trans thing for young <laughs> well, kids. Yeah, yeah. Mike, you don't want to have a, a happy uh, trans hour with Gorilla Dildo Man. Like, come <laughs> on, no, no. that's 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 the most winning topic. That's the most winning topic the Republicans ever had. Like, literally, uh, Republicans all they need to do. <laughs> maybe that's why you haven't seen any commercials because all the Republicans are going to do is show that picture of the guy with the dog dudes. And, and the gorilla dildo won. man reading happy book hour <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the yeah, let's get out of here man and they won and then they won yeah. <laughs> but i just think you know what i'm saying they're picking the wrong battles i think abortion let it go to states i think you know, voter id let it go to states fine you know whatever I, uh, there's certain there's things a lot of statistics coming for. out right now that um the Latino voting base is going the way that Italians went, essentially, after their migration to America. Italians, historically, uh, essentially went very Republican. Yeah. And um, that's essentially what is going on right now with uh Which means, congratulations, uh, congratulations, Mexicans. You guys are now white. So, <laughs> well, you are now racist oppressors. The idea Welcome is messaging. It's messaging, and the message is out. I think, which is there's one side that val has uh, that values family and tradition, and yes. um, you know community and religion. Sure, but also open to welcoming in anyone. But they stress religion on that side. You know, whereas the other side is godless. And actually doesn't believe in the family structure, and in fact believes that uh, you know you aren't you have no gender or uh, whatever you know. Yeah, and, that, you well, know. that's why I think, dude. That's why I really think like the 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 fights that are going on over the schools and everything. I think those are the biggest winning battles for the Republicans right now, and they should really focus on those. Yeah, the, that's what those fan, that, that's what yes, those families you're right. the care school board about. fights are actually you know, where the, the battle the is. The things they need to really focus on is the police, the crime, the schools. Those are the things that working class people care about. The economy, right? Yeah. yeah. Voter law, man, I don't think we should really waste too much energy on voter law. And I really don't think you should waste too much time on abortion. I, man, I actually, I think you're right. And you need, they don't even need to concede on anything. They could literally say, uh, sure, voter ID law, fine. Take it. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, it's yours. Whatever. You but you know what? Uh, we don't want our kids to grow up to be a leather dog man. Yeah, <laughs> like we're the anti kid growing up to be leather dog man. We want our kids to grow up to be 
um, you know, businessmen, women. Right. You know, uh, and also uh, we want our kids to grow up to be okay with saying the word man or woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I do the whole pronoun thing and, oh man, leather, leather dog guy and uh, the chick dude, lady fella running the health department. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously, man. we like the Biden administration has some the terrible. <laughs> when it comes to optics, man, these are some bad freaking optics. Like this is a bad looking administration. It, and then you got uh, you know, the cackling Joker uh, as the <laughs> vice president. Yeah, so, you know, like so th- this is bad. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you're so racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just music to my... See, I think she sounds great when she laughs. I think it's a beautiful sound. <laughs> sounds like a beautiful, powerful black woman. I, I think this is uh, an administration in trouble. I think the Democratic Party has a terrible image right now. This, forget even just the the defund the police stuff and uh, all that. Like, I just think on the base level like they don't support like the nuclear family man like think about how we grew up and our neighbor could be like hey you know your family reminds us of uh home improvement and you know tim the tool man taylor and his kids you know it's just yeah and our family was two immigrants uh who have (laughs) came to this country so you know what a compliment to the american dream you know that uh that there's some there's something about that that used to, I don't know, they're just, they're, we used to live in this society where uh, you could see something on TV and then it could be relatable in the real world, you know? Right. And now um, the supported narrative is no, everybody's blackish. Or you remember the Wonder Years? No, now it's all black people. It's black. And uh, but America's so racist. But you guys We're are so racist, racist and that this black man has to fake a crime on himself. But all, and then like uh, all all the shows now, like I, I catch a lot of the stuff that Emma watches, man. And you know, uh, there's these shows depicting young people and their multi-sexual gender drug addicts doing all this stuff raving and raging and you know banging whoever and it's just like uh i don't know we've entered kind of a weird (laughs) realm where like i feel like people are a little turned off from that now and we've gone so far so deep into this like dark area of humanity and we've exposed the youth at such a young level to the stuff that i can kind of see the pendulum swinging almost that like maybe we're heading back into that home improvement kind of era that like reagan era kind of thing you know maybe people are gonna start getting really hope so maybe people are gonna start being a little more wholesome you know jack and uh and uh kara they raise their boys without any internet um uh accessibility uh, they're totally not influenced by TV or anything. I mean, they they have gone the other way. We're like, we're not even, you know, um, allowing them to be even suggest, uh, you know, uh, being exposed to these kind I of think that's so images. Good, man. And so I feel like maybe we're going to witness this swing in the pendulum, hopefully, 
you know, where uh, we get kind of maybe uh, people are kind of embrace more the nuclear family again. And, you know, maybe the idea that like, hey, if my son says I want to wear a dress, I'm not going to go and chop off their genitals. I'm going to actually, you know, or kind give of... them hormone. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to let him wear a dress for about, oh you know, oh, 30 days. And then he's going to start playing with G.I. Joe's again. You know what I mean? Yeah, like uh, in one week, yeah. he's going to think he's a dinosaur. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. he won't be able to get that costume <laughs> off. Of him. That's right. Seriously. That's dude. So, like, maybe people are... Go- and also, by the way, um, maybe being so exposed to this stuff online and through TV and stuff, like, maybe that's why we have so many people that's so yes. young that are doing yes. these things, you know? Dude, like- we didn't even question it when we were kids because nobody even talked about it. I knew it as a kid. I didn't even... I didn't even think that was a thing. Right. You know what right. I mean? That's what I'm saying. I was actually trying to think back uh, because this whole say, say gay bill that the left was up in arms on. They did an <laughs> SNL skit about it, like, and uh, <laughs> you know, so don't stupid. Yeah, don't say yeah. gay, and uh, you know, I, th- at the heart of it all is, um, hey, you know, I, <laughs> the heart of it was we shouldn't even be talking about sexual anything with kids that are under the age of. <laughs> or whatever it is yeah yeah but and then so i actually went i had to think back mike and i thought like man when i when did they start doing the sex ed thing and we were like what fifth grade sixth grade and i remember fifth grade is the first time and i was kind of thinking back in my mind on it like yeah that seemed kind of young actually uh for the school to just being like you know this i think fifth grade though was more for the girls Right, because that's kind of the age of fifth grade, like summer into six. Dude, remember going? You go to sixth grade, and like some girls got like yeah, titties. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I understand. So <laughs> I think that was more because girls were starting to, and then you know. Yeah, that makes sense. But <clears throat> I really, when I kind of went in my head, like what uh, grade level is the five, six, seven year olds like? Th- this, yeah, but this is like third, like, fourth grade, right? Like this is a little young to be talking about this stuff, and you know. I can't yeah, believe that there was outrage for them to say, like, hey, you know, we're going to just avoid talking transgender stuff with kids under the age of 10 or whatever. It's like, oh, maybe it's a good idea. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, what's really funny, man, is I remember third grade. Because, you know, like, you're always in love with your teacher when you're a kid. Yeah, right. I was in love with my teacher, and she got pregnant. Okay. And you and uh, I think Jack told me, that you got pregnant by putting your penis in the woman's belly button. (laughs) 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 You said you put it in her belly button. Classic. And I really like, the reason I remember that specifically in third grade is because I like, I remember when I realized that's not how you get a girl pregnant. (laughs) I definitely learned later on. It's not how it, it works. Work. Many tries, many tries. I peed in many, many belly buttons and it didn't work. <laughs> oh, man. See, kids, they're very imaginative, you know? And, uh, it's I, so funny. I, I think yeah. you're better that's off what kids, a kid being That's what kids should be telling so. other kids, you know? <laughs> yeah, not, not like, you know, well, you might be a boy or a girl yeah well no i mean there's just the alternative and what they're trying to push is look i i guess we're just not hyper exposed to this and so when this information hit the mainstream and you know you and i kind of like to look at things like okay well 
people are outraged on one side. Let's see why and what the other side is saying. And Ron DeSantis was pretty clear about it. Um, it, it you know, and I, it wasn't even totally his thing. I think they voted on it, right, in the Senate or yeah, whatever, and yeah. then he just had to sign it. And yeah, people, I don't think it, people understand just, how like government works. Like it wasn't Ron DeSantis' <laughs> bill, you know what I mean? Like, like the state legislator wrote it, then they put it through the house, then it went through the state senate, and then he signs it. This like, was signed know? on by a lot of different people and approved and voted on, you know. And these... this wasn't King of Florida Ron DeSantis declaring, "Don't say gay," you know. Yeah, hilariously, yeah. unlike how most Democrats want their cities to run, uh, they did it the Democratic way. Uh, you know, they, they voted on it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why they were so outraged. They're like, how dare he mandate this? And the, oh, actually, uh, you know, in Florida, they vote on things. Uh, what? What kind of country is that? Uh, is this some kind of democracy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy sounding. We Democrats would never stand for a democracy. <laughs> if only they had a Gavin Newsom there. <laughs> How do you guys get them to not say gay? You, you bribe them with cheeseburgers? That... <laughs> the de Blasio method. <laughs> how, do, how, do, how do you guys do that? <laughs> you see, first you go on TV and you stuff your face with a cheeseburger. <laughs> you tell everyone else that that's free. <laughs> that's how you do it. You, you, know, you just go on TV and you really let America know what you think of them. Hey, listen, you fat slobs. <laughs> I'm going to give you a fucking cheeseburger and fries. <laughs> If you, if, you go get, if you go get this jab my buddy made. <laughs> Shut your pie hell with this cheeseburger. <laughs> Fucking take it, all right? <laughs> they, oh, man, they wanted to villainize. And this goes back again to, you know... Man, I wish Trump would get out of the way and let a guy like DeSantis go in there because, man, he has survived the gauntlet, dude. Like, they have tried everything to take down DeSantis, you know? And you see now he's going back at the press real hard. Like, when that guy asked him about the don't say gay bill. Yes, absolutely. He's like, it says it in the bill. What does the bill say? What does the bill say? You know, he, like, actually called him out on it. It was beautiful. That's how you handle these guys, man. Yeah, they well, how many that's people have the cojones like uh, <laughs> Ron DeSantis? That's, that's what we need. We need a guy to go. You know, uh, that's this is what you need. You need somebody to call these people out on. The, you know, we we need to have trans books in library. How many trans? We need somebody. How many trans kids are there? <laughs> yeah, is there four trans kids in Illinois? Give okay, me a percentage. Why don't, we, why don't we set something up for these four trans kids so that we can help them out? You know, like, why exactly. do we have to change? all of policy across the nation for these four kids in Illinois, you know, like it's, it's not the uh, Lori Lightfoot tweeting about this trans bill in Texas and Texas kids and say, not safe. <laughs> Texas kids are not safe because they can't say gay. Your kids are being shot in Chicago, right? <laughs> Your kids won't live long enough to decide if they're boy or girl. Wow. Don't worry about the trans kids in Florida or Texas. Worry right. about your own problems, honestly. Right. That's, yeah, yeah. You know why you don't hear a lot of black parents on the South Side protesting for you know, you know, trans rights in their elementary schools? Because they're worried about their kids getting shot. 
<laughs> so yeah. that's what they're protesting. You know, first we'll get rid of the guns and the crime, and then we'll worry about the trans rights. Oh, man. Which, which they already have all the rights. You're just pushing for, a, a, you know, us to celebrate. The trans right thing, it really is the most bizarre element of the woke movement, I have to say, because it is uh, such a small sliver of the percentage it's of so all small. people. And I, I think I told you this. I recently heard somebody at work talk to me about all these, uh, you know, they're telling a story about a trans friend. They're like, yeah, I, you know, I know I have so many, I know so many trans people. And I didn't say anything. I let the story continue. But in my head, I thought like, really, do you really yeah. know so many trans people? Because I don't know any. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I know very few. I could, I, I could think of maybe three that I know of. You know what I'm saying? Like in, in the sphere of my world. Does that make sense? Like yeah, I don't no, think that makes total sense. I don't yeah, I don't think yeah. I don't think I could go through my mind and say make a, a blanket statement. Like I know so many. I could maybe so pick many, out dude. I could oh, pick man. out a couple fingers worth. Maybe, you know? yeah, I, I go maybe. to I go to four hundred houses a year and I, I maybe two a year. I just don't think this is such a blanket yeah. thing. And by the way, if we are at a point in society where everybody could say in a blanket way, like, I know so many trans people, we have a mental health problem in this country. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because now we're now Lizzo is healthy and trans uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. trans is OK and celebrated. OK, well, OK, well, let's let's backtrack a little bit here. OK, because these used to be two issues that were uh, dealt with on a personal level, and f- people would help you get through them. You know, now we're we're putting these people on magazine covers, and we're doing television shows. You know about these people, like oh, we we have some yeah. serious issues as a, as a society right now. You know, I try, I tried to take a picture, but I was on the highway. They put this fucking like they painted a poster on a building, you know, on the brick wall. Right. Uh, it was like a plus size model. This bitch was so big, her fucking thighs <laughs> didn't fit on the building. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we got a problem. I don't mean to laugh at you, but we shouldn't be celebrating that. You well, know, uh, actually, healthy. in that interview it's with uh, Ben uh, Shapiro, um, uh, Bill Maher said a great. Uh, he had a great quote on it. He said, "We need more thin Lizzie in this country and less fat Lizzo." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, no, you're, he was right because you're you saying uh, Adele's being persecuted online for losing for losing weight, weight. And, yeah. and Lizzo's being celebrated walking around naked at 600 pounds. Like man, no, we have something has really gone it's backwards. Off, in this it's country. off balance. Well, Mike, let me ask you this: What is the one thing people say to someone after they lose a bunch of weight? You look great. You look great. Yes. Yes. You look, you look fantastic. You look so healthy. You look so healthy. Your skin looks amazing. You have a glow. Your, your skin <laughs> clears up. You know, you stop having well, because the you're exercising. You get and, sunshine, yes. vitamin D. Like yeah, you go outside. Get, you know, the the oils from your sweat. It's good for your skin. You know, oh, like, no. there, there's a lot of benefits to to the process of losing weight. And by the way, it's not shaming when people lose weight. Literally, it, it, you ask anybody this question. The first thing they say to anybody who loses weight is you look great. 
You look amazing. And you do. You look better. And you do. You are you are more sexually appealing. That that is literally what that you know what I mean? That it's, is, it's you are okay. objectively it's, more sexually appealing. I just think that's we, what people are saying. We talked about this throughout the pandemic, which was we did the opposite of what we should have done, or at least the conversationally as a culture, we went the opposite direction, which is we should have talked about this whole time. Hey, let's get outside. Let's breathe some fresh air. Let's get some sunshine. Let's exercise. Let's yes. lose a little weight. Let's uh, yes. let's eat a little better. Um, you know, by the way, gardening, uh, very no, beneficial to your health. I'm, you know, like it's equal to exercising. You, the reason, you know, the reason they went after Joe Rogan is because they looked around America and 11 million people listened to Joe Rogan after two years of COVID. They were healthier. They were taking <laughs> vitamins. They were working out. They yeah. were eating better. Right. And then 11 million people listen to Dr. Fauci. They're alcoholics. They're dying of fentanyl <laughs> overdoses. Right? Yeah. <laughs> 30 years, you know, they, they, got, they can't get enough jabs in their fucking whale blubber of an arm to, you know, to help them fight off this disease now that's attacking fat people. Well, the it's, disease it's, now, everyone has VADs from the vaccine. I'm telling you. I'm a yeah, firm believer I, I in the VADs really, theory. I really do think that's true, man. I, only people that are talking about COVID are the people that are triple vaxxed because they're the only ones still getting COVID. I, I really believe that. When that thing about Barack Obama came up, I really like, I was in my, the first thought in my mind was who is, who's testing? Like what, they shut down every, I see no signs anywhere for anything related to COVID. <laughs> I, tell me the last time you saw a sign with the red arrow that like COVID testing center. You know? Oh no, they're still around here. Oh yeah. Oh, see, maybe because uh, I'm telling you, Purple Colorado, dude, they they got they something ruffled their feathers, man. They went, <laughs> they dude, you, they disappeared. COVID, man, like overnight, man. It's crazy. The funny thing I've been getting lately is because uh, people like will tell the war story now. You know, so, like. <laughs> so glad the co- I'm so glad COVID <laughs> is over. I I got double jabbed and then I caught the Delta variant. <laughs> and then afterwards I got my my booster, but I right. think I should, you know oh, that's yeah. why I did that. You know what I mean? Like they look at you because you know we all just got through this war together. You know what's your what's your story, paratrooper? You know, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and I just look at them and it's like you know. Uh, yeah, I never got it. What do you mean? Well, I did have a cold like a year and a half ago. That might have been it. I don't, I don't know. I never got tested or vaccinated or anything. Ah. You know, it's like, it's like, how did we both go through this war? You know, and I didn't even know I was in a war. (laughs) You, you you were fighting. Mike, you talked about this so much back, uh, before we even did the podcast and kind of what inspired it, honestly, which was, um... COVID was the first time in a lot of people's lives where they were finally a part of something bigger than themselves. And this kind of ties right back into what we were talking about earlier, where God-fearing people are already a part of something bigger than themselves. That's why the right, Right. the people on the right don't need any affirmations as to their beliefs in life or death or anything. Whereas people on the left, they, they are lost in this sea and they, uh, Man, they they will latch onto any kind of false idol they can in order to have that affirmation that they're part of something bigger and for sure by and sacrificing what they had to for COVID 
was that sacrif- was that uh, belief, you know, in that greater cause, man. And you you nailed it. Uh, maybe yeah, if everybody we- wants to believe they are that that hero that hero. will make that sacrifice for the other for the better of man, you know. Now I'm only going to sacrifice if it means stay. You know, inside my inside my twelve hundred square foot home in order to grub hub. That's together. We're in this together. <laughs> but we're that's only because we're together, okay? <laughs> no 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 no. All you Middle Eastern immigrants, you need to deliver my food, but make sure you wear a mask, okay? Because <laughs> I'm sacrificing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. Yeah, would our society have had the same reaction? And I'm mainly focusing on American society. If more people had served in the military, maybe if more people, it seemed like the the people who resisted a lot of the COVID tyrannies that we saw take place, like the lockdowns, the masking of the kids, the forced vaccinations, it seems to me like uh, a, a good percentage of them are uh, former military, you know, veterans, stuff of that nature, and people who kind of, um, I don't know, are uh, maybe a little tougher in, in the mind, I guess. Or I don't know, like how to describe yeah. it. It just it seemed to me like I I think I think for veterans, what it came down to, so what it, I think what veterans comes down to with the government, like, like what really killed me is when everybody was like, you, all these people were saying, you know, that they really believe that Dr. Fauci and the government had their best interest in mind. So bizarre. They have three hundred and thirty million people to care about, right? They Frank, they don't care about you. <laughs> right <laughs> if you die it doesn't matter as long as the herd goes on right it it's that's and i think that's what you really like if you're in the army you know you're you there's no doubt you're just a number yeah right absolutely i am i am just the third mechanic in fourth squad fox company you know <laughs> like, <laughs> That's that's it. Uh, you right. know, yeah. You're a nobody. Yeah, totally. And you know, you know, they'll throw you in front of the cannon right. to complete that mission. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you never forget that, right? Mm-hmm. And so now, when you guys are telling me that this jab is 100% safe, it's going to affect everybody. Just take it. Yeah, no, because you don't care about me. So I'm going to care about me. I'm going to listen to what you're saying, but I'm going to worry about me. Yeah. Because I know. <laughs> That's why I don't really. Before COVID, I was all about the universal health care and everything. But now, no, I, I don't want the government to worry about me. Wow, because you're not. That's crazy. You I know? wanted to ask you this, and that's interesting. I think it ties to what you just said. <clears throat> when was the first time you remember our government saying the word mandate? Uh, I don't know. I think it I was so- Obamacare. Yeah, I guess that was like no. Maybe that was like the first attempt. Yeah, I don't really know. Mike, I, I, I guess sorry. let me ask you this. Follow up on that. Yeah, so weird, so <clears> was weird. COVID the first time you heard the government say mandate? Yeah, that I can remember. Hmm. No, because they had like government like mandating curfews and stuff during like emergencies, right? I don't know. Like uh, I don't recall one during nine eleven. Yeah, 
I guess it wasn't a mandate. But I do, when I look back in time and when I think about it, I recall that the Obamacare was essentially a mandate. <clears throat> you had to have health care or pay the fine. Right. It was a fine or follow the mandate, which you could argue is exactly what the mandates were that here. Never went, that never went through, right? Oh no, it did go through. Oh yeah, Obamacare. Yeah, oh yeah, that that shit. No, happen. I thought that I thought that mandate didn't go through. Well, I think it f- faded, or they let it go, or I can't remember exactly what happened. But um, I never I, had to pay because I have the VA. So I well, never had to pay. what I do recall is that Obama actually um, did not have a lock on his second on his reelection. Actually, and to be totally honest, I think if they had ran someone a little better, the Republicans probably could have beat Obama in that second race. Uh, Who was it the second time? Uh, it was Mitt Romney. Which, I don't know if you remember from the Bill Maher interview, he mentions how he voted. he's voted both ways, and he had actually voted for McCain. In the, yeah, uh, that did really catch my attention. Cause I, yeah, I, I thought really... that is, I thought, I found that to be very interesting. Actually. We talked about it not too long ago that we need somebody like John McCain. You know, now need, more than ever, we can. Ever, we, can he- we need a war hero, man. We really need somebody. I that has totally actually- agree, and I, I don't think Dan Crenshaw is the answer. Uh, no. He's kind of revealing himself to be kind of a hack. You know, yeah, uh, uh, honestly, and no, he really is. Some of the. Well, he's just—he's he's too rough around the edges. When he yelled at that girl, I think you I, know who even I was like, is, oh, "Come uh, on, dude!" Yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That was fucked up. Yeah, we should run uh, Jocko Willing. I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's a badass dude. He—he he was like a captain of a SEAL team. Do you think we're even there as a country where we could run someone that ha- like has military or whatever experience and? That would even matter, or are we totally full on the? It's got to be a reality star. Like we're going the Rock v Trump, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. are, are we yeah, there I, now? To be honest, yeah, I really don't know what you need. I don't know what would be better. I know if Trump would be terrible for the country. Oh. Not that he would be a terrible president, but I just think you'd have four more years of this same nonsense that's going on, you know? I've had the thought recently that the Democrats thought that they could throw Buttigieg in there because they, I really believe that the Democrats felt that the country was fully percentage-wise on board with the woke narrative and the Buttigieg is the ex-Navy, I think, right? Uh, Or whatever he is. Was he really in the Navy? Navy or Air Force, I can't remember. Yeah. speak seven languages gay with the kids remember he got the kids like they made a huge deal about him yeah, getting the kids. Adopt the kids i felt like man they're really priming him to be like the candidate and then i feel like right now there's like an anti-woke thing happening and like Buttigieg, i think could be really destroyed for those two months he took to like like breastfeed the newborns he got <laughs> man that really <laughs> that, that really doesn't sit well with people because nobody fucking gets two months off that's what i was saying how disconnected are you guys from the regular that's what i'm people? thinking the, that's where well, i'm at with this that's my angle which is it, 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 it used they to be the republicans wrong? You, Go ahead. No, well, you know, you're saying what I'm thinking, which is 
Were the Democrats wrong? Did they miscalculate? Did they think, wow, we're totally just going to do Biden, Kamala, and then if she's still unpopular, we got Buttigieg right in the wing, and it, pe- the people want that. They want the gay dude who breastfeed yeah. the newborns, you know? Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, I, but, but like... I, I think they're underestimating how many people actually care whether or not he's gay. Exactly. You know, I just want a guy that's good at the job. You know? maybe, I want a guy that's not going to take two months off. And by the way, maybe when the next time we decide to pull out of Afghanistan and then uh, simultaneously or a month later have a foreign uh, power adversary invade a country, maybe we should have someone with military, naval, air force experience making the calls there. Like maybe yes. somebody who just has any kind of concept of military anything man like joe joe biden has no brain he's mush brain right now uh and and you know you know his skull the top of his skull has been removed from his head twice he doesn't look the same man i'm telling you it's holographic we're looking at a computer program and uh this is literally elder abuse on on display i really i still nobody has proved me wrong yet they hired the people from marvel and joe biden doesn't exist it's all green screen (laughs) it's just some sort of animatronic i still think it's the animatronic thing from chuck e cheese and they just put yeah. the Joe Biden mask on it and rolled it out. <laughs> you know, that's why they had to build that special stage. <laughs> that's right. You know, that looks like the White House because they couldn't for, they couldn't fit all that hologram you know equipment. That's right. Into, into the Oval Office. So. <laughs> so they just set up different scenarios, and then they roll out the animatronic Joe Biden. You know, I, I heard they were able to get Joe Biden in the equipment in the Oval Office, but then when you threw in a giant four-legged hairy camel, it was just not enough room. So that's why they had to, they had to build the stage. It, long story short, uh, there's been a lot of technical difficulties, I think, and it's because the animatronic Biden crapped itself. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> they've had a lot of difficulties with that. <laughs> Unfortunately, the program became sentient. And the AI, it actually adopted the personality of Joe Biden. So the actual computer is shitting itself. Randomly, they got no control. Just, I don't know. Yeah. Floppy disks just keep coming out. <laughs> I, I'm telling you though, man. I think they wanted to go with the Buttigieg thing. It's it's a failure. Kamala is a failure. So I actually like where you're angling, and I think it's very in- interesting take. But I don't see who they could possibly do. But they, if the Democrats were to say, and this could be their only way to to win this next election, actually, they should say enough of this dog and pony show. No more smoke and mirrors. Let's run. Let's run a vet, and uh, you know we'll. And they'll probably do the multi-race gender thing, right? You know. But- I, I like the Tulsi Gabbard. I like Tulsi Gabbard idea. Oh, so I've been hearing and yeah. listening to a lot of debates over this thing, and how uh, there's no way Tulsi will go Republican, and uh, no way whatever Trump would do that. And uh, I honestly, I'd probably vote for her. Well, I heard a take and I liked it and it was uh, basically, is there anything more Trumpian than to bring on someone like Tulsi Gabbard, you know? Yeah. Because he can't have another alpha male on his team. He's got to be, he's got to be the big dog, you know? 
So you mean you mean to tell me Mike Pence is not an alpha male? <laughs> I don't even know if he's a male, dude. I, mean, <laughs> I, I know his wife is. Talk about marrying a dog, dude. Woof.